Well, how's everybody doing today? Thank you for joining us today. So you're going to learn a little bit about uh, my friend here and colleague in the industry of mortgages and everything else, a referral partner, Suzanne Caldera. Thank you for taking the time today. Thank and you so much, Josh. You're very welcome. Uh, and I'm looking forward to learning more about you and everything you got going on. I mean, I see you just about everywhere, uh, social media, and people have nothing but nice things to say about you. I know personally, you've helped a lot of the people I've referred to you and sent to you, so I appreciate that. Thank you. And again, I can't say thank you enough. And I learn a lot by watching you on social media. Thank you. So Suzanne, share with us. Um, I know you work in mortgages now for what, the last 20 years? 21. 21. <laughs> That's exact. I love it. <laughs> uh, and what's, what's changed in the last 21 years? Has, has the business been the same? I can't imagine it, you're doing things today the way you did in the beginning. Oh, goodness, no. Uh, there's actually a book that I'm looking at. It, the title of the book is What Got You Here Won't Get You There. It was a book I read many years ago. And if I did stuff that I that I did when I first started, I probably still wouldn't be in, in business. The, the business is constantly involved. And, oh. and that's what I love about it is that it, there's there's change and uh, the human condition and getting getting to know clients and getting to know referral partners and what makes them tick, what's important to them. That's the stuff that interests me more than, hey, what are rates today or or, you know, what's the bond market going to do that? That's not exciting. I mean, obviously, I got to pay attention to it. Right. But the business has changed so much. Technology uh, has made the process a lot easier for the consumer. Sure. So they could virtually do the process from beginning to end just on their cell phone without needing to make photocopies of documents or um, go to, I remember the old days, people going to Staples and we'd see the <laughs> Staples cover sheet of how right. they got the documents to us. Sure. So the, the technologies evolve so fast that, um, you know, that's just made the process so much better for, uh, for consumers. I love it. And nobody cares about the rates. Let's be honest. The pe people care about the person, you know, what is, how is Suzanne going to help me get from point A to point B? Does she make the, you know, the process uh, tolerable? You know, is she human, right? Am I dealing with a robot? You know, I, I mean, do you agree or disagree? What do you think? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's, it's that, you know, when you're, when you're relational in your approach, and when you really take an interest in getting to know them, whether it be that you have a, five minute conversation or if it's hours and hours of conversations they just want to be heard and make certain that you know like hey this is my story and this is what's important to me whatever that is um and yeah i mean obviously you know we're not going to gouge people we're not going to be the cheapest we're not going to be the most expensive but we're going to be transparent uh we're going to get it done for them and if there's an issue or a mistake or whatever we're going to correct it and we're going to do it quickly i love it so tell me a little bit about your recipe, right? So the goal is always to learn as an entrepreneur, we're always sharing yeah. ideas and giving feedback. You know, when you think of how you maximize your day, how you apply yourself to, you know, on whatever it is, personally, professionally, how does your day begin? <laughs> I'm very structured because sometimes my, uh, sometimes my business isn't always structured, um, but I'm about 80% structured uh, in, in my business, eh, maybe 70. Right now we've got, a, we've got some changes that we're, uh, that we're dealing with. Um, sure. But I get up on weekdays at 5 a.m. Am I perfect at that? Not all the time, but I get up at 5 a.m. And uh, I'll take a little bit of time. I have a, I'm using a Panda planner. So I write down three things that I'm grateful for. 
Uh, it could be my wife, it could be my dogs, my mom. It could just be that I have a cup of coffee, but no matter what, I'm looking for something. Even if I wake up maybe on the wrong side of the bed, uh, then I write, what am I excited about? Three things I'm excited about. Lately, my excitement has been, I just keep writing the journey, learning, growing. Um, I'll write an affirmation and then I'll just take some time to look at my plan. And I'm really trying to vision, Josh, on three to five years, because sometimes one year is, is too, it's not enough time. It's not enough time for a lot of the stuff that I want to do. And even though I'm a W-2 person, I'm, it, it's, I'm an entrepreneur. I'm 100% commission. So, um, so it's an entrepreneurial mindset. It's my company. It's running a small business within a big, a larger company that gives me the platform. Sure. Um, so then I'm going to either work out if it's a workout day uh, or uh, get right to it, figure out what tasks I can get off my plate. What do I need to delegate? We uh, in our company talk about delegating and elevating. If I'm delegating to someone, I'm going to elevate them to get it done. I'll, no I'll check on it and make certain that they do it, but that's their responsibility because my responsibility needs to be um, fostering the relationships, uh, handling any issues that come in, um, really working on scale. Our, our company, I, I can't say enough great things about where I am. It, it's broken my mindset of, you know, I love Rhode Island. I, I love Massachusetts. I love where I'm from, sure. but sometimes we get stuck in our ways and that little small state mentality. And I think when you're around better players, it just <clears> helps you to produce at a better level. Um, no and, and there are people that I work with in our company that are closing 50, 100, 200 loans a month. Mm. And for some people in their, in their mortgage career, that might be what they close in a year. And these are people that are doing it for a month that I can reach out to and say, hey, Josh, tell me what you're doing. Uh, what, what have been your struggles when you were at my level, how mm -hmm. did you get to X? And it's just kept me engaged in, in the industry and kept me excited about it. Sure. Um, so in that way, and, and, and thank you for sharing that because yeah. it's important to have a culture where it fosters and appreciates that culture of like, Hey, share your story, share success, share the lessons, share the failure, because that's how we all get better. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, and I'm sure you've been around people where it's like, Oh, well, I'm not going to share all my secrets. It's like, nobody cares. Like if you tell 10 people, one person might listen and go, you know what, Suzanne's onto something. Right. So at the end of the day, if you get to help that one person, that that's what it's about. So thank you for saying that. I coach a lot of folks on delegating and automating. So it's okay. funny you said, I like the way you said delegating and elevating. Right. So for me, it's, it, if we can help somebody get better at what they do, like if their strengths are, you know, uh, sales and being in front of the person, but they're not strong on the, you know, the, the paperwork or the DocuSign today, a different world, right? But the other pieces of that sales cycle, then automate it, you know, give it to somebody else, delegate and automate, make sure it's a system that's repeatable, right? Something that can, that people can appreciate and say, wow, that was easy. It was simple. You know, if it feels cumbersome, most people don't want to go back for a second time. You're right about that. It's the whole, um, not how, but who. Bingo. So sometimes the who needs to be in your case, the automation, uh, or for the people that you're coaching, find out the stuff that, uh, mm -hmm. that you can automate. And if you say the same things five or six times, automate it, make it a video. Yeah. Now cool. you've reduced your, your time of going over X, X, and X, because you've got your, your video that you can send out to the person. I love it. So what gets you jacked up in the morning? So you shared your kind of your routine. 
Yeah. What is some? Is there any uh, specific music you listen to? Is it you know coffee with your wife for fifteen minutes? Is it like what gets you really pumped up for the morning and then going to work? Yeah, you know the the fun thing for me is, um, have you ever heard the five love languages? Yes, okay. one of my favorite books. Yeah, very confusing in the beginning. We got to read a couple of times to kind of get it. But yes, <laughs> you do, you do. One of mine, and it was an aha for me. I never realized it was time. Wow. So um, this second that I hear Monica getting up and one of the dogs moving, I'm excited. So I, sure. know, I, I, I do my, we call our, our little crazy dog, the dark passenger. <laughs> we were fans of uh, Dexter and she's a crazy dog. I love um, and just, you know, having that time in the morning of figuring out like, Hey, I was your sleep feeding the dogs. Um, that, that excites me. Cause it's, uh, it, it's having that uh, routine. Other stuff that'll excite me is, is my workouts. I do miss working out in uh, a gym capacity. I have mm -hmm. a, a small area in my house, but when COVID happened, I just, I said, okay, I'm not gonna go in physically anymore. I'll just sure. do everything everything at home. So I just like it, that's my time. And um, it, it definitely it definitely pumps me up for sure. I love it. Thank you for sharing that. So uh, you're always working on different projects. I know you're working on a book. Tell me about that project, if you can, you know, share yeah. a little share a little about that journey. What's it like? Um, there have been parts where have been really hard and, and I'm writing them down and, and having shame over them. But mm -hmm. then I realize it's, it's my story and it might inspire someone. Uh, I didn't have the best path when I was younger. And even up until a few years ago, um, was still struggling with a, with a lot of demons. And mm -hmm. I think a lot of people have issues we all do. We're all yeah. having that, that human condition. And, you know, a lot of the, Hey, be authentic. Isn't always authentic. Mm -hmm. It's what you're putting out there socially. And maybe you're still keeping a little bit of that, that curtain out there. Sure. So I'm going to open the whole curtain and, and share uh, from, you know, the point of not infancy, but you know, a lot of what I dealt with in, in childhood uh, and in my teens and 20s and just um, even into, into my 30s and, and early 40s of um, a lot of those struggles and successes that what, what was you know, from, huh? Sorry, I cut you off. I was just going to say, I was going to ask you, what was the, while you're fresh in your mind, yeah. what was the most challenging part of that process and what's the most rewarding? For, in writing it down, the most challenging part is, um, you know, I'm, I'm not putting names uh, because, you know, hey, I'm not 80 years old. So a lot of these people are still alive that, have, that have impacted me. And um, it, it also that, hey, you know what? There might be some daggers that are thrown out and saying like, no, my interpretation of what happened was X. Um, mm -hmm. You know, we all, you know, that whole thing of if I asked you something and I asked five or six people the same thing, sure. if you were at the <clears> same <throat> event, you all would have a different experience of it. It's your interpretation. Mm -hmm. So it's not meant to hurt anyone. Uh, it, it's meant to inspire. Right. And I believe that the stories need to be, for me, they need to be shared. And I don't know where it's going to take me. It's not like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm writing this so that way I can be a speaker or an author and start working on books. No, it's just been something that I've wanted to do. And it's just been in my brain, in my brain. And I just don't want to get to that point of regret of, hey, you know what, you, you never did it. And 
it might flop and one person might read it. I don't care. <laughs> Not if I have anything to do with it, right? We're going to get your name out there. I, well, I, thank you. Yeah. Yes. No, but I, I, I mean, you're very humble. Uh, you work hard. You, you know, you spend a lot of time with the family. I see the pictures of the dogs all the time. You're always, you're on the, you're a cycling, you know, you love the bike as much as I do. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I think it's, I think it's uh, honorable. I admire the fact that you're doing what you're doing. I think 100% you're going to inspire somebody and help somebody. It's one thing to be motivated to change. It's another thing to be inspired by change. And if you can share your story or, or, and you're going to, uh, if somebody picks up that book and says, wow, I've gone through that. I've been there or I'm going through it. How do I get out of it? So if you can, you know, if, if someone can see the light at the end of the tunnel, thanks to Suzanne's story, then you won. It doesn't matter if one person read it or a million people read it. So mm. kudos to you. Thank you. You're welcome. So once the story is done and the book is done, uh, are you going to self-publish? You're going to work with a publisher? Have you thought about that process? You know, I with people that uh, that I respect and I've uh, listened to, it's hey, you should self-publish so that you own it. Mm. Um, so I'm not sure uh, and not sure of that whole process. I, I've saved some stuff from. Uh, some authors that I follow that have done self-publishing mm -hmm. to uh, to go back to when I'm done. Sure. And um, yeah, I mean, it's so it, sky's the limit on that. I really don't know. I, I don't know on that. Good answer. No, I mean, it, it's, it's a process, right? It, and I would say treat the whole process as just that, not an event, right? Like you, you're going to learn as you go. I, I did when I wrote mine uh, and I didn't know where I was going to go, but it was very therapeutic in, in, in the journey I went through. And you learn about yourself and so many other people that share their story. So I'm happy to connect to you when the time comes. Okay. Uh, besides that though. So when it's professional, when it's professional, personally, what, which side of the, the seesaw, if you will, uh, drives you the most? When you think about success, when you think about the future, like what what are you really focused on now? Twenty one years later, being a professional, what you do, what side of the seesaw actually drives you the most? Um, getting it more to run like a business, okay, and that and that runs uh, that can run without me, okay, and so that I'm I'm in the more high level activities mm -hmm. that I love to do. So saying and, no, so saying no to things you don't like, or just doing more yeah, things you like. Um, saying no to things that I that I don't like. Having um, having different facets of of my team that can uh, uh, that can do stuff uh, with our automation okay. and with our with our technology. I've been able to, oh goodness, close to double my business from the type of business that I was wow. doing before without really much of a difference in my lifestyle and without much staffing. That's incredible. Um, a lot of mortgage lenders have a lot of redundancy, okay. have a lot of necessity to have people, to throw mm -hmm. the per people at the problem as opposed to having uh, the right type of AI, the right type of automation. Okay. So seeing that and, and, and being with a company that gives that platform and being around people that you know, when they're talking about their business, it's their business. Yes, it's guaranteed rate. It's guaranteed rates brand, mm -hmm. but it's their it's their company. It's their little company within within the company. Mm -hmm. uh, and I want to inspire others. I think that's where I've failed in the past. Definitely as a leader, uh, and definitely as somebody in my in my industry that's had that's had teams in in the past. Okay. So, uh, 
because I, I think in the past, you know, if you're not evolving, what are you doing, right? I just was so tunnel vision on me, me, me and my dreams and my goals mm -hmm. that I could really care less. Like, hey, how's Vanessa? How are your girls doing? Because there was an angle there. There was, uh -huh. um, and, you know, that's something that I've had to wrestle with. I'm still extremely selfish. <laughs> I'm, hey, I'm working I, on it, man. It, it's a, you know what? I dig it. I dig the. It, yeah. I I go on the other side of the coin on that one. I think it's healthy to be selfish. I but saw it, that your post. Yeah, expand. Yes. So it just depends, right? So if you're working out for you, is it selfish to take time and go on runs and go on bikes? I guess it depends, right? You don't get to see your wife as much. You don't have to spend time with coworkers or whatever it is that you like to spend time with. But if you don't do it, you're not doing it for yourself. You're doing it for everybody around you. So you have to be selfishly for yourself, but it's unselfish for the people you're doing it for. And that's what I mean by that. So in other words, yeah. I'll put it in a work context. Okay. So if I, so if I, so if Suzanne doesn't maximize her time at work, then she can't spend time at home. If she doesn't spend time at home and isn't happy at home, then how can she be the best version of herself at work? So you have to do the things you like to do. You have to do the things you love to do. You have to say no to things you don't want to do. And you have to be okay with that because it's Suzanne. Nobody else can write your book. Nobody else can, no pun intended. Nobody else can, can, you know, drive in your shoes. Nobody can do that journey for you. You have to do it. And at the end of the day, if we fast forward 20 years from now and you close your eyes and you look and say, hey, did I accomplish everything I wanted to, or did I settle because I made somebody else happy and not myself? That's what I mean by that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I guess in, in that regard, uh, I'm definitely at peace with something like that. Mm -hmm. uh, it, it's more so in, in my, in my past and even in my time at, at guaranteed rate of just being so driven on something where, you know, I don't take those two seconds to ask that team member, Hey, I know your husband was having some issues. How is he? Got it. Um, that's, that's the stuff I mean, you know, the, the office chit chat, stuff like that. I was never that person because as, as I was creating uh, the vision of what I wanted my life and my career to look like, mm -hmm. I didn't have time to sit and chit chat because, Hey, I only have X amount of time at work today. Sure. So uh, these additional 15 or 20 minutes that, that this conversation might go to, I'm sorry, it can't happen. Can't do it. Right. Because I have to be selfish with my time in that regard. But I mean more in the personal sense, more in the being a good human being. Like I believe Got I'm it. a good human being, but Got does it. that make sense? I do. It does. Yeah. It does. And, and again, as long as it makes sense to you, that's what matters. Yeah. Right. Oh yeah. And you're right yeah. about filling your cup and you've got to take care of yourself first. So like when I decide, Hey, I'm going to go for a bike ride for two hours or three hours. That's self-care. That's 100%. allowing me to just see nature, um, to have to be a hundred percent present because mm -hmm. when you're on a road bike, you better be a hundred percent present because <laughs> your mind drifts. <laughs> Tell me about it. I know I've gone for how many spills have you gone for? We're like, oh my oh, god, man, how'd that yeah. happen? It's awful, I, it, right? and it's embarrassing too. <laughs> <laughs> a thousand percent. Yeah. So now we've talked about work. We've talked about professional. If I'm a consumer, right, on the professional yep. side, and I'm going, man, I got to get pre-qualified for this. I don't know where to start. Mm -hmm. I, and they come to you from one of your many referral partners. What does that process look like? Sure. Uh, I'm going to have a quick conversation with them mm -hmm. just to assess like, hey, are you just trying to figure out where you stand or are you in contract and it's going sideways or are you making an offer? 
uh, and then I'm going to direct them to do our online application, even if they're buying two or five years from now, because this is my opinion, it's never too soon to start. I know some lenders that will say, no, if they don't want to buy a house right away, I think it's stupid and I don't think they should start soon. Hmm. And I, I definitely disagree with that um, because a lot of times you can help the person get on whatever path that is. Uh, then I'm going to uh, get them booked for a Zoom, which is usually about 20 to 40 minutes long, uh, where we're going to go through everything. Like, what's the goals? Why do you want to buy? Um, is this a stepping stone? Is it is it your first house, your second house? Uh, and then also drilling down, like, what do they want to pay? Uh, and having them understand that, reviewing their credit, uh, and then, you know, getting them into... Um, my team's web so that my team, as well as myself, we have automated a lot of uh, the ways that we stay in touch uh, with some personal connection. Um, that helps. Thank you for sharing, because I think it's, it, there's a lot of information out there. And, yeah. if, you know, if I'm if I'm, uh, you know, John, the plumber and I want to get a mortgage, it's it's a little uh, intimidating. Right. I mean, I don't know who to go to. Where do I start? What do I what information do I have to give? Do they care if I get approved or not, right? Am I one of a thousand loans? Uh, and what's the process going to be like? Is it going to take all day? So uh, I think, you know, in sharing that, it gives some uh, some insight and some guidance to folks that are going through that process. Uh, where do you think the mortgage business is going? I'm curious to see your you know your feedback uh, with interest rates going up the way they are, you know, the, the, the lack of inventory out there. Do you think there's going to be consolidation, contraction? Do you think there's going to be, you know, where technology goes to the next level and everybody kind of stays in the same business, but it just changes? What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I think we're definitely going through a change. Any any time that you um, that you go through uh, these periods, it's it's highly likely that we're going to see a recession. That's, uh, that's what I've been hearing. That's what I've been studying and, uh, and what I'm seeing from our industry uh, experts. And sure. um, Many times after a recession, there's a, a good possibility that interest rates could go down. So a lot of these folks that are getting houses now could have the opportunity to uh, to refinance. Um, now there's going to be a lot of obviously, you know, it's it's your it's your gig of knowing the uh, the economics of it and of mm. hey, if you know, depending on what the Fed's doing with their buying and their selling of mortgage-backed securities, uh, that could affect us. Um, we definitely have a supply issue. Uh, there are there are way too many dollars chasing yeah. uh, chasing the same items. Uh, and you know what the Fed has done uh, throughout the course of the industry uh, has been to uh, raise interest rates uh, to um, uh, to help to taper that in a sense. Mm -hmm. um, but you still have th this huge batch of people that need homes and want homes. So I, I do see real estate staying stable. Um, I don't see us taking the big tank that we took back in uh, back in 07, 08 uh, when, we, when we had the, this crash. Uh, I still think that real estate is one of the best ways for, um, you know, take Joe the plumber, the average person who's not a, a six-figure or seven-figure earner to build wealth for their family yeah. um, if used properly. Mm -hmm. meaning that you're not continually refinancing it over and over and over again. Um, yes, sometimes it does make sense to do that if you're trying to reduce your debt load or trying to cut down your term. Sure. Um, but with the equity, you've got something that you can use for whether it be retirement when you sell it or 
uh, whether it be for your kids' college if you weren't good savers. So that's the beauty of a home and, and you're protected. Your landlord, obviously, if you're protected, if you make your payments, but your landlord can't come to you and say, hey, Josh, you know, you've been here 16 years and I know you're a great tenant, but my daughter is getting divorced and I'm going to give you a 60 day notice and I'm sorry, but that's the way it goes. I know I told you I'd never um, do anything like that to you, but you have zero control sure. uh, when you're when you're a tenant. I, I've got countless stories of, of when that's happening. So I'm still very optimistic about it. Um, I do see companies, uh, definitely the smaller players, mm-hmm. um, encountering some difficulty uh, with being able to uh, to keep up uh, and being able to keep up with the technology mm-hmm. and uh, the process. The process needs to be easier for the consumer. It um, needs to be easy. Absolutely. It needs to be on their terms. Now, is it always perfect? No. But if your technology is not there and if you're still doing a lot of the backwards way of stuff, that, that just doesn't fly. Uh, not, not when speed is extremely important, speed and efficiency uh, and accuracy. Bingo. And especially in today's environment, I mean, people yeah. study after study. Uh, I mean, in, in, in my business, everything is online. There's just yep. nothing. There's no paper involved, right? Mm-hmm. And it's actually safer for the client because there's nothing, no chance of something getting lost or confidential information, that type of thing. So oh, yeah. I, I agree with you. So we've said quite a bit. You've shared a lot with us. We appreciate the time together. I always do. I always have fun doing this. I'd like to see you in person at some point. Maybe I'll take you for a bike ride. You take me for a bike ride. Challenge me a little bit. I need it. I like that. that. As we wrap up, if you were going to give any information to anybody looking to get into the mortgage business, what advice would you give them? For someone that's looking to be a mortgage originator? Yeah. But once you get in your okay. business, Suzanne, where do I go? Where do I start? Why would I pick, you know, guaranteed versus anybody else? Is there any difference or is it all the same? Uh, I definitely can't say it's all the same. I, I definitely would say go, go to a place that is going to give you support and going to give you training, but don't expect to get everything from the company. Uh, you've got to take ownership. You've got to be an entrepreneur and you need to look yourself in the mirror and say, would I hire me? And if, if you have, a, if you struggle to answer that, then then maybe it's not for you. Uh, sure. It's you know it's a sales position, and yes, we have to do right by uh, by the consumer all the time. Uh, that's number one priority. You've got to be able. You have to be able to say no uh, when it's not right. You know when it's benefiting you more than them. You have to be able to say no, mm-hmm. and you have to have that faith in yourself that as long as you do things the right way, uh, as long as you build the build the right network, build the right connections. And, um, and do the right thing and stay positive and have a vision, you'll do well. You'll definitely do well. Um, if you can find someone, sometimes the best way in the mortgage industry to make money is either to do it on your own or to latch on to a top producer and help elevate the top producer. Those are usually the two best ways uh, in the mortgage industry uh, to do well. So if I was starting from scratch, I would be looking at, hey, who are the top originators around me? And um, could I go and work there and could I learn from them? Love it. Thank you for sharing, Suzanne. I'm excited to hear more about your book. Keep me in the loop. Uh, if someone wants to follow you, Suzanne, what's the best way to get in touch with you? You're on, are you, you're on Facebook, you're on LinkedIn, anywhere else? Yeah, I'm on Instagram. I'm on, I'm on Twitter. I haven't embraced TikTok yet. I'm on YouTube. So uh, definitely on my, on my YouTube channel. So that's been a, 
uh, slow organic process in uh, in building that out. So that's something I got to work a little more on as well. Very inspiring. Thank you, Suzanne. I'll Thank talk you. To you soon. Yeah. All right, so I'm gonna stop the recording here. So.